y'all. Welcome to Mouse Ears Magical Chats. I'm Mary Beth. I'm here with Jenny and Jess. On today's episode, we're reviewing Jenny's February trip. So, Haley's. Hi. We just wanted to let you know this one's going to be a little longer because she had that magical of a trip. All right. So much to share. So much. Welcome back, Jenny. I know. Thank you. We just got back yesterday. Well, of filming, so yeah, it's I'm back to reality. It's great. <laughs> I really feel that in my heart right now. <laughs> so cold. We flew out of Montreal, so we landed and we headed outside, and it was like negative something degrees in Celsius, which I don't know what that means. I mean, Fahrenheit, it's really cold. yeah, it was cold. It was so cold. It was definitely like negative or like five degrees it was it was down there and it was so cold and it's not that it was super hot all week it was like the perfect theme park weather it was like maybe 70s I think it like got 78 one day which was our hottest day but like for our first three days we wore sweatshirts and shorts and then we would take our sweatshirts off and just tie them around our waist and then later in the evening, we would need them back. So we'd need them in the morning and the evenings. That's, but that's how we prefer it. So it was still beautiful enough to, like, let the vitamin D soak it up into our skin and enjoy the weather and um, not get, like, so drained from the sun. Um, it was perfect. And we still did enjoy our pool and the hot tub. Definitely, that was great. So it, the weather couldn't have been more perfect for our trip it was great well hopefully you're bringing some of it back with you i she did it though the day she got back that was when it was 10 degrees yes it was so cold yesterday it's true beyond cold and it's very so like we fly out of montreal a lot we have passports and yeah it's kind of a pain because you're you know you're driving an hour and 45 minutes to get up there but sometimes the deals are just too good. And I much prefer to fly out of Plattsburgh, honestly, on Allegiant or Breeze. I haven't flown on Breeze yet, but we are flying them in April um, break. It's, I, it's just so nice that when you land and can grab your luggage and it's not a big airport and you can go right out to your car and then be home in 20 minutes is so nice. But... With the February break prices for flights between the my five family members, it was two thousand dollars cheaper to fly to Montreal. So wow, yeah. So we we just had to do it, and and like I said, we don't mind doing it. Um, we flew out of there several times last year. We park. I know everyone's like, "Oh, your car is gonna get stolen," but my car's never gotten stolen. Mind you, my car's wrap has a wrap on it, so it's all beaches and sandals logos on it. So <laughs> okay, yeah. people probably wouldn't want to steal my car. It has my name, my phone number, everything on it. So I think mine would stick out like a sore thumb. So, so but I don't I feel like the parking lots are gated. The shuttles run constantly 24 hours a day. So basically you park. You go to the nearest, like, shuttle station in your parking lot, and then the shuttles just show up and bring you right to the airport. You're so close to the airport, you can see it. It's just the parking lots are so big. So the the trip started out great because 
we flew out at like 6.30 a.m. So we left here at like 2.30 a.m. And the Ooh. kids are cold and tired. And there was a shuttle waiting right at the station. So that was pretty like set the tone for the rest of the trip. And that like it was magic every time we went to the bus station or the boat to go to Magic Kingdom or whatever, there was one waiting there for us. So I think the most we waited was our last day going into the Magic Kingdom. There had been some thunder and lightning in the afternoon. And so they shut down the boat. And so I don't think they were prepared for that. So we literally waited. I know this sounds so ridiculous. 25 minutes. When I say ridiculous, I mean, like, that's actually not that bad to wait for Mm -hmm. a bus. And then, like, five Magic Kingdom buses showed up. So I think what happened was they shut it down and then they weren't running enough buses and they sent a bunch. So it took a minute. But so from that was the longest we waited in in a line or for a bus or for anything. It was magic. We would show up at the bus station. There'd be one waiting there Mm -hmm. or pulling up. It was great. The transportation was great all week. And that's not always the case. I mean, Disney does say, you know, give yourselves at least 30 minutes for a bus to show up. It doesn't usually take that long, but, um, you know, we usually have to wait some time and we just didn't. It was perfect. When you don't have to wait for transportation, that feels like the best. It does feel like magic. It's so magical. Yes. And the boat ride was epic and our room at wilderness lodge so there wasn't we were supposed to leave at like 6 40 a.m there was a, a medical emergency on our flight well i don't know if it was an emergency emergency because like literally the person stayed on the flight and we ended up leaving but they were in the middle of doing the um, flight attendants were in the middle of doing like their presentation their safety presentation And everyone stopped. And I will say we flew Air Transit and I was actually very impressed with them. I would say they're they're like a budget airline of Canada. Um, But the seats were so comfortable. I felt like they were cushiony. You still get a complimentary beverage. um, But it was just a really nice. Everyone was really nice. All the flight attendants. But somebody had some sort of a medical emergency and we had to go back to the gate. And they had medical crew come on and like check the person out and clear them to fly. And then we left. So our flight actually was two took off two hours later than scheduled. Um, and we sat on the plane for two hours before it took off, Ugh. which no, but none of us remember because it was so early and we'd gotten up at 2.30 a.m. We all fell asleep. Oh, OK. That's, <laughs> so, that's yeah. the best case so We scenario. were like in and out of it, but it was actually like nice because we all were just like so tired. So like I woke up when all the medical stuff happened. We all went back to sleep. So it was it was nice. We ended up getting to our hotel. We were supposed to be there by noon. We didn't get there until two. Um but one of our rooms were ready. We had requested connecting rooms. We got connecting. They will not guarantee connecting rooms um, at Disney. You have to request, but it's usually not an issue. Um, we've always gotten connected or like across the hall from each other. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have three kids. So me, my husband, my and our three kids. And then my dad always travels with us. Um, so there were six of us. And so we always get two rooms. Um, 
but they were nice big rooms. So we one of our rooms were ready. So we all just kind of were tired and hung out in that room. Um, and then the second room was ready and we went down and ate dinner at Whispering Canyon Cafe. And that was the only rainy day of the trip too. So we got there a little late. We did get lunch, but we like had little more snacky lunches like George, my youngest and I split a kid's um, chicken tender meal um, because we didn't want to be so full for lunch, but we were starving. So we went down to dinner at about 530. Um, It is so nice. I love and I highly recommend. Um, Now, sometimes we will go into a park, but it depends what time we woke up, what time we're we're getting there, all this stuff. And I knew we were going to be tired because we had to get up at 2.30 a.m. to head up to Montreal. So we did not plan any park time. And it is so nice to not even leave your resort and be able to walk into a nice sit-down restaurant and sit and have a nice meal your first night. And Whispering Canyon Cafe is super fun. I know Jess talked about it. They ate there her and her husband when they were just at the wilderness lodge but they're they're really quirky so you know if you need ketchup you have to scream we need ketchup they're going to bring you 50 bottles of ketchup and then if someone else needs ketchup then your table is in charge of bringing that ketchup to the next table um the food was excellent our waitress was great um and it just kind of was a great way to kick off the whole trip and then by 8 o'clock, we were all in bed and sleeping to be ready for our Epcot day the next day. So it was so it was just so much fun. We got to, to relax around the resort and get a nice um, get to bed nice and early. Um, we did. We paid for our Whispering Canyon Cafe. So back um, earlier this year, they released a dining card promo. Um, which I wasn't sure how I would think about it. And I think I read the promo wrong because it said max $1,000 per room. But it meant $1,000 per dining card promo. So if you booked a room, depending on your dates, depending on your hotel, since we were deluxe, we got the max. Um, So we thought we were going to have $1,000 per room since we had two rooms, but it was $1,200 per room. So we ended up starting out with a $2,400 dining card. This was great because because of the dining card, we just added the quick service dining plan. So we figured we'll eat quick service, and then we have this card to pay for any sit-downs we want to do. So that's how we paid for our Whispering Canyon Cafe, um, and, and it was just great. That dining card really was worth it to us because when we got there it was really nice not having to pull out a credit card to pay for any food so it felt like a very all-inclusive feel with that quick service dining plan and that dining card because the two dining cards so $2,400 worth of dining cards you can use it at any food location you just can't use it at a retail shop so I was actually telling the girls earlier like at the end of the week yesterday when we, when we have money left over we couldn't buy like the prepackaged like Mickey gummies or anything like that from the gift shop but you could buy them because it was excluded by like the type of venue so you couldn't buy it from retail but you could buy from your quick service which was selling those prepackaged gummies and all that stuff so we spent it up on junk to bring home for the kids to eat on the plane so it was great value we could use it for alcohol and everything like that so that was pretty much our first night we're laying in bed 
trying to go to sleep. It's about 7.58. And all of a sudden we hear boom, boom, boom. And it was the fireworks. So my daughter and I jump out of bed. We love happily ever after. And we go out. And mind you, we had a resort view room um, or nature view room. So we went out and you could clearly see the fireworks from the Magic Kingdom. They were gorgeous. Mind you, we were on the second floor. So, and girls, stop me if, you know, if I'm just kind of going on and on. But we were on the second floor. We had perfect vision. Like, so the tops of the trees covered some of the lower fireworks. But what, the ones high in the air, we could see really well. We could actually even hear the music. They did pipe in the Happily Ever After song into the pool area as well when they were going on. Even though you cannot see them at all from the pool at Wilderness Lodge. But, um... So we sat out there, watched the fireworks, and we didn't pay for a fireworks view room, but we could see them. So one thing I learned is that for my clients, which is why it's really important to book with travel agents that go to Disney often because they're going to learn these things for you, that if you're on the first or second floor, it's not considered a fireworks view room because you're so much farther down. So the top floors really are the fireworks view rooms, which you can pay extra for, for that fireworks view. So like my clients in the future, if they don't want to shell out for the fireworks view room, I'm going to be able to request certain rooms for them where they can still see the fireworks really well. So we were in room um, 2022 and 2024. Great great views of the fireworks and we did not pay for the fireworks view room so if that's something you like that's something we can request that we want to be um and you want to be in an even numbered room or we can request like an even numbered room on the second floor and you're going to have some pretty good views of the fireworks so that was really great treat that's a good tip. um i had forgotten yeah. jenny now that you're saying that one of the nights we took the kids to the pool we were in there when they played the happily ever after music and you were right you couldn't see anything <laughs> i wasn't anything sure it was confusing because they started playing the music and i was like oh maybe we could see some fireworks but you really can't but it, i mean can't. i'll never be mad at hearing the happily ever after no no song. so it was nice because we were at the pool one night when they were playing the music and my daughter who's 16 cannot get through that song without tears mm. of pure joy and happiness okay. so you know she was belting out by the pool we love the pool area you could see the guys are ever this this resort even though it seems so big like i don't feel like there's a bad location where we were it was literally we could see the fireworks it was probably a two minute walk to the boat launch to the magic kingdom from our room and it was probably the same to get to the quick service Roaring Fork or the main lobby. It was probably like a three or four minute walk to get to the bus stop. But it was all inside as well. It, it was really easy to navigate. Sometimes the resorts are not as easy to navigate. Um, that's why some of the moderates like Port Orleans Riverside um, that are so big or like Saratoga Springs, that's so big. They're a little more intimidating because you might have to walk pretty far to get to certain places. Yeah, they have multiple bus stops. Wilderness Lodge has one bus stop, but it's convenient to get to for everybody. And we never felt like overpacked on any of the buses either. I think we stood on like one bus that we had to stand on. So 
the our location was excellent it was really easy for my husband to go down in the morning and fill the mugs with with coffee for him and I and um we could mobile order and um we mostly just ate down um in Roaring Fork when we were there because it was never packed like I just love that about a deluxe resort like if you're at a value um and I'm not shaming the values because a Disney resort is a Disney resort. They're all great. But a value resort just has a food court. And they're big. So there's more people there. And so when you have just the food court. And all those people there. It can get really. The food court can get really crowded. And really busy. Even with mobile ordering. There can be bigger wait. So that you know. That's another perk of staying at a deluxe um, resort. Because most of them are not as big. Not as many people and there's multiple options for food. You're, you know, at a at a moderate, you're gonna get one sit down table service restaurant as well as a quick service. There's always gonna be some type of bar or grill um, by the pool. Um, at a value resort, you don't get that. You have the food court. That is it. Um, there'll be a bar by the pool, but you might be able to get like a Mickey pretzel or something like that. But you're not getting food food there either. So. It can get very congested. Um, it did not feel like that at all at the Wilderness Lodge. Um, it was great. And the pool was never overly crowded. The hot tub was not overly crowded. We never waited in super long lines to get on any buses. It was just great. And I and I felt like at the Wilderness Lodge, too, with its location, and maybe I'm just thinking this because... Like I had said earlier, the buses were just always magically waiting there for us. But, like, I never felt like it was super long to get to, like, Animal Kingdom or Epcot. I mean, obviously, you're close to Epcot and Magic Kingdom or, like, Hollywood Studios. Like, the bus rides were quick. Like, I just really liked the location. We loved this resort. The kids loved the resort. Um, it was a great place. And everyone, of course, was super friendly. So, Penny, for our listeners... How much is a, a deluxe compared to a moderate and a value? So it's really hard to say because uh, days of the week, it can be different pricing depending on your promo. We're seeing really good promos for Disney Plus members right now, for Disney Visa card holders. Um, so it can depend, obviously, within those deluxes. So like at a moderate or at a value, you're going to get preferred room and standard view room there's not a lot of room categories within there um at a moderate you're gonna get um maybe a few more room categories at a deluxe there's a big variety of room categories because you're also get staying club level which i know we talked about that before there's club level options but people might not realize this all the deluxe rooms all the deluxe resorts usually can accommodate up to five people but Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge, their rooms only sleep four people. Um, so it's hard for a family of five. You really have to go with like a villa, a DVC villa, if you have a family of five or two connecting rooms. But because of that, Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge are considered an entry-level deluxe. They're not as expensive as, as the other deluxe resorts. So like you can often get a standard view room at Animal Kingdom Lodge for the price of a moderate resort. So, yes, if you go for that Savannah view room, it's going to be two, three hundred dollars more than a night 
than the standard view, but the standard view is really not that much of a leap from a moderate, in my opinion, um, and what I've kind of experienced. So those are really great resorts to start with if you kind of want that deluxe feel. Um, they well, because they are deluxe, um, but you get that entry level kind of price leading in and the cool thing that a lot of people don't know about animal kingdom lodge is that a lot of their standard or they don't call them standard anymore they change them to resort view which means standard you could see any place in the resort like the garden or a parking lot um but what's beautiful about the the resort view rooms at animal kingdom lodges a lot of them have partial savannah views um so I always put that on, like, can we get a partial Savannah room? So if I have a client that books a standard view room at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I always ask for a partial Savannah room and I, Savannah view room. And I think most of them get it. So you might have something blocking your view or whatever. Um, but that's actually a really good way to stay at a deluxe resort. Um, is I have found Animal Kingdom Lodge standard view rooms are a great value and you don't have to have a savannah view room to see any of the animals there because they have tons of walking trails tons of animal experts lots of viewing areas so yeah um if you're interested in staying deluxe and getting those extended evening hours which i'll get into because we took advantage of those this week um that's a good place to start nice. is one of the lodges yeah okay so about where you stayed tell us about your next day so our next day, we decided that it was President's Day and we knew the Magic Kingdom was going to be busy. So we kind of decided to just avoid the Magic Kingdom that day, even though it's our favorite park as a whole, as a family. Magic Kingdom is our favorite park. I know it's debatable. People, because of the crowds, but we avoided it. We went to Epcot. And remember, we were on a plan. I did not have any kind of plan in my head, just like this vague outline. And so things did end up changing later in the week. But we got up early-ish this day. Um, and it was the last day we got up early and, and got to the park around opening because we decided we didn't want to deal with people getting into the park. So um, we got there. We waited in a bit of a line for security. We had to wait in a bit of a line to tap into the park. It is confusing. But um, the the scanners to get into the park, they have them, the way they have them set up is there's one in the front and one in the back. And people will just wait in line and not go to the one in the back if there's someone ahead of them, which you need to utilize those scanners and the line goes quicker. So a lot of times you get when you, everybody's trying to get in the park to rope drop or for when the park opens, you're going to get a lot of people and it can take a lot longer to get into the park. So what we found is if we just even left a half an hour later, 45 minutes later, we avoided all of that and could just walk right into the park That's and awesome. not be that far behind where we were before. So like our Epcot day, we waited in a line, but when we got in, we were good because, you know, I, I try to work the system, but um, we had our <laughs> guardians of the galaxy virtual queue ready to go. We had our, in guardians of the galaxy individual lightning lane and that was all i had done that day was i did the guardians of the galaxy virtual queue i had my alarm set every morning i got up 658 got ready did my virtual cues did my individual lightning links then i would go back to bed for like till 8 30 or 9 and then we would get up get ready we'd mobile order our breakfast from roaring fork my husband would grab it 
while the kids were getting ready. And we did not leave our hotel till like 9.30 or 10 every day. And I know like we, so I will stress, I think rope dropping is wonderful. And when my kids were young and little and went to bed early, we rope dropped every day. But now my kids are night owls. I have a 16-year-old. I have a 13-year-old. And my 8-year-old just wants to be with them. So we prefer the parks at night as opposed to the early mornings because they want to stay up late. And it's just too hard to, to close out a park and then get up and rope drop the next day. So we found we were closing out the parks and then not starting until like 10 o'clock the next day, which worked because we would do from like 10 a.m. to like 2 or 3 p.m. in the parks. We'd go back to the hotel for a couple hour break. George would dip in the pool. The big kids would kind of slump, be slugs, whatever. <laughs> and then um, around five or six, we'd head back into the parks, which we could do because like Magic Kingdom was open till 11 o'clock. Um, one night it was open to one with the extended evening hours. So wow. this first day we got to Epcot. We literally did two Guardians of the Galaxy. We did Test Track. Um, that was it. And then we ate lunch at Space 220. Um, and the park was pretty busy. We loved Space 220. That was really good. I actually learned some interesting things um, chatting with the waitress about all the celebrities that have gone and eaten at Space 220 and all the celebrities. So Janet Jackson has eaten at Space 220 like seven times. Wow. And you, which you know is really what? cool. You have now eaten there. So Celebrity Jenny. And then I know Janet Jackson. You, did you we are best yeah, friends. Yes, you now. are. You are the <laughs> Janet Jackson of Disney. Yes. And so she was saying how like David, Dave Bautista, who plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy that one franchise. Makes sense. Like, yeah, he ate there. Um, she, she said he, she only talked about the ones that were super nice and like down to earth and just really nice. Tina Fey, Emma Stone. I am obsessed with Emma Stone. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I wish she had been April O'Neil in the Ninja Turtles live action remake. I love Megan Fox, but like <laughs> to me, she's April O'Neil. So I know it's not Disney, but. No, no, I feel you. I'm, I'm with you. Emma Stone is my April O'Neil. I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. But anyway, so like all these celebrities, but we loved it. The food, again, we think the food there is great. We ate and then we just kind of like sauntered and left the resort. We went slow and enjoyed. I think we stopped at Joffrey's, got some coffees, went back to the hotel. George and I went to the pool. We did a good two-hour swim. Really worked up an appetite. Um... The kids, everybody else kind of laid around, but the, but the but the weather was great. And then around, so Epcot had extended evening hours that night. So we went back in around six. Um, I joined the Guardians of the Galaxy virtual queue for the evening at six o'clock if you're a deluxe guest. And um, you are, you get these extended hours. So it's like two extra hours after close at Epcot one night of the week. I think typically Mondays and Magic Kingdom is typically, I believe, um, Wednesdays for extended evening hours. Um, so you get those. So, so we got, I remember we were on the bus to Epcot at six because I was joining the virtual queue for the evening. So we got to ride Guardians of the Galaxy three times that day. Once 
because I bought an individual lightning lane once because I joined the virtual queue for the morning. And if you're deluxe, you can join a second virtual queue for them. Um, so, so you we know that, that Jess wanted to know what songs you got. Did you? Oh, down? Yeah. so my kids were not happy <laughs> because we got September or I don't even know, you know, do you remember? I like that one. Yes, we love it too. I love it, but we got it both times. Oh that yeah, way. no fun. Yeah. So we go on the, the last time and we got Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which is our ultimate okay, that's number a good one. one. Yeah, yeah, That's the one we want when we go on. So we got that one the third time that night. So we went, we did that. I think we did Soren, which is Soren over California right now. But I think Monday or Tuesday, it goes back to the regular Soren, which is all around the world. But the original Soren, which originated at Disneyland in California, was Soren over California. So you go over like, you know, the grapes, um, soar through the, the vineyards, um, through LA, you end at Disneyland, all that stuff. And the orange they... groves with the orange scents and I think that's the Florida though. Cause when soaring over California, you go through the vineyards and you get the grapes. Mm. Yep. So I swear I've done them both, but you know, what's fun about having really bad memory is that it's all new every time. Exactly. So like. We're going on it, and and of course, like I've been on Soarin' Over California in California and here, and I actually had totally forgot that they were bringing that back. So I was surprised, and the kids had, have never done it. So they were oh, like, "What's cool. going on?" That's cool. George was really mad. Oh, he was. He liked <laughs> oh, no. the polar bear scene when the Aww. polar bears jump up. But no, it was really cool actually, and we were in the top on the very top. So I love that. So we did Soren. You know, I always visit my manatee mm. at the Living Seas. I don't know what his name is. He has a name. I should know it. I have been visiting him for years, and I love him. You know him. He's famous. He uh, he has. He was the one that was injured in like some type of boating accident. So his fins are all messed up um, in the back. So he can't like swim. He legit floats and then he'll like tip slowly to one side and then he does like one fin to like bring him back up. So he's just the cutest thing. I love him. I always go see him and I swear to God, he was in the back. I got there and he swam right up to me, scared me in the eye the whole time. Like he knew. I love that fella. <laughs> Have you guys seen him? I think so. Yeah. You, you'll never miss him. He's got the the injured fin so we we hung around there we did the moana journey of water that was awesome um it was chilly so we were like don't get wet but we did all the things it was pretty cool it's actually was pretty impressive um and yeah that was beautiful um and then oh my god do i ever have dresses is what did your kids get as wet as dresses did no, they did not get wet at all. <laughs> they wanted no part of that. So, um, but the crazy thing, so this, this is where it gets good. So, you know, we, we around seven, we ride, we do Moana, we do Soren, we visit my manatee, we rode our guardians again and about 7.30 hits and we're like, okay, dinner time. And we just snacked through the world showcase. It was the last night of the festival of the arts. Oh, we ate some good stuff. I can't even remember um, all the stuff we ate. But um, I finally got the school bread in Norway. And 
Damn, that is good. Okay. I'm not, I'm a chocolate person. I'm not going to look at this like fluffy white donut thing with custard. It's just not what I would get. But I went in with the boys, um, my two sons, and we got like a the triple chocolate chip cookie. Nicholas got the Kringla, which was covered in almonds, and it did not look appealing to me, but it was so good. And he loved it. He ate the whole thing. I got an alcoholic coffee, um, frozen coffee. Um, and we got the school bread and holy moly. And so then we watched the nighttime show right outside of Norway by the little troll statue thing. And it, we had great view. That's a great um, spot. That's a yeah, really good great. spot. And we had found a bench and we just lined up all the snacks we had purchased mm-hmm. and just ate and watched the fireworks. And then after that, my dad was like, I'm done. And that's the great thing when my dad comes with us is he goes with the flow until he's done. And you don't have to worry about him, like, just kind of doing it because we're doing it and whatever. When he's done, he's done. And so he left. And so we were there for the extended evening hours. And, um, okay, and at this point, I think we went and rode Guardians. And then he left. So we rode Guardians for the third time, like, after the fireworks. Because they don't open up that evening virtual queue until the park closes. So, like, 9 o'clock hit or 9 whatever, the fireworks were done. They called us over. We went and wrote it. My dad left. At this point, my kids are looking at me and they go, Mom, we've never rode Mission Space. Mm. Now, I rode Mission Space on my honeymoon. I did it once and I said, I'm never riding that again. But my kids are looking at me and I'm like, okay, well, let's try it. I didn't remember it being that bad. My husband's like, ain't no way. Obviously, he was on my honeymoon with me. And he was like, I'm never riding Mission Space again. So we go. Me. Gracie, Nicholas, George. We do the green, which was nothing. Um, and so we go. It moves a little bit. It's actually really easy. Like, you're pushing the buttons. You're fun. We had a good time. All the people coming off orange. So if, for those of you who don't know, there's Mission Space Green, which doesn't move very much. It's good, whatever. And then there's orange, which is more intense. And so my kids are like, let's do it. We did the green. We loved it. Like, let's go do the orange. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I didn't remember how intense it was. (laughs) I will never go on it again. I'm so excited to hear this. (laughs) Have you ever done it? Yes. It's awful. (laughs) I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I'm sorry. People need to know the truth. I will say (laughs) they warned us. And I'm thinking one guy, though, I shouldn't have trusted him. He's just some random guy. He's like, oh, it's he goes, it's close to nothing. It's like nothing. Well, hello. We get in there. We get in. We're excited. And Gracie is yelling, starts yelling, because as they're blasting, you start to feel the G's. Now, I think you feel more powerful G's on, like, um, when you're going backwards or not. When you're going backwards on Expedition Everest and some of these other rides, I think they're more powerful G's. But the issue is they're spinning you in, like, a centrifuge thing. Um, So it's a prolonged feeling of feeling that G. And so my chest started to get like tight nicholas is talking about his stuff he's like my stomach's burning gracie's like i'm gonna my pants like <laughs> like we were just like what the heck so george starts panicking 
and and I get it because I was really uncomfortable, but I'm the mom, so I'm like, it's fine, guys. This is as worse as it's gonna get. He starts crying. It was awful. Like, it was awful. He was scared. Like, I could feel the pressure on like my heart and my stomach. Like, and I felt really uncomfortable. I did not like it. And he cried the whole time. Oh, and then finally, it was done. And and I bought him a hundred dollars worth of stuff in the gift shop. Oh no. <laughs> Because I felt so bad. And then he's like, I'm never doing that again. You know, now awful. he knows. He, 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 wanted, do he did it his one time. So then we went on missions. Or then we went on um, Spaceship Earth. Um, which was just to kind of like calm everybody down. But my kids love that ride. I don't know at the end. Like there's a little. It's not anything you want to do. Like it's For us, it's not at every trip we got to go on Spaceship Earth. Um but we hadn't done it in a few years. We decided to do it. It was walk on. It, it was so cute. Um, and at the end, I had forgotten. They like take your picture while you're in your car. And then they do a cartoon and they put your face on the person in the cartoon. So that was so funny. And the kids really liked that. And then after that, we went and visited the Walt statue and got some really good pictures behind Spaceship Earth. It was so beautiful back there. And there was nobody back there. So we got some good wall pictures, the dreamer statue. It was gorgeous. Um, And then we just kind of enjoyed Spaceship Earth and just watching it kind of all the different colors. And then we left and went back to the hotel. So that was the extended evening hours were 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Nice. So we got a lot in. Um, That was super fun. We love Epcot. What did you think about the festival? Um, oh, we, I loved it. Um, it just was, since it was the last day, I feel like we didn't experience all, I feel like they were like quickly trying to shut it down Mm. to move on. Like there were out of a lot of different types of food and things like that. So, I mean, um, but the last day isn't ideal. I didn't, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, but we do love a good festival. We did get we didn't get to see like um, some of the stuff in the world showcase. We didn't really hit the world showcase till it was dark, so I think we missed some of the other stuff. But um, we did get to eat at some of the food booths, so there were certain things we knew we wanted to hit that we got. So it, it definitely was fun. I do love festival of the arts and the art. We got to see a lot of the artwork that night. It was beautiful. Um, but then we went back to the hotel, so it's 11. I think we were in bed sleeping by midnight. So, again, the next day we did Magic Kingdom, set my alarm for 7, got up, did my Tron virtual queue and my Tron individual lightning lane, and then I went back to sleep till like, 9. And <laughs> we kind of did the same thing every day. We we would sleep in till like, 8 or 9, have a leisurely breakfast, head into the park for 10. Um, today, my this was the day my sister was coming in. Um, cause she was staying with us. So I think she was coming in around six. We went into the magic kingdom on the boat. It was so nice. It's just so beautiful. The boat ride in quick, um, around 10 again. So we weren't fighting that crowd. We were able to go straight to, I had it planned. So we got to go straight to Tron and start off with Tron. Um, and we only stayed till about two 30. I never like being in the parks between the hours of two and like four or five it is the busiest and hottest time in the parks 
especially at Magic Kingdom, I find like the morning crew hasn't quite left yet, but everyone coming for the afternoon is already there. Um, and it's just really a lot of people. So even if you have base tickets and you're not hopping around, I think everybody should take a midday break at Magic Kingdom and leave between like two and whatever you and if you're off like if you're off site or if you're at a value like you don't have to go all the way back to your hotel take a boat over to the poly or the grand eat their quick service lunch sit in their quiet lobby for a little while enjoy their site shop around get a drink um and then go back in you know but or, or schedule a nice sit-down lunch or brunch at Chef Mickey's and just kind of get out of the park for a few hours um, and then head back in. So we did a lot. We did Tron twice. We did Space Mountain. We did um, Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean. We did a lot of rides. We had a bunch of snacks. We ate at Cosmic Rays. My kids love Cosmic Rays. Um, and then we went back around three. So we went in and we only did like five hours and then we went back and waited for my sister to show up. And so my sister showed up. Um, the kids were so excited. They got settled in. We did dinner at the Roaring Fork. So just a quick service. And then we just did pool time that night and all the kids got in the pool. We got in the hot tub. We had a few drinks. They piped in the music for Happily Ever After. And that night we did get a pretty good night's sleep. We went to bed early and we got up earlier and headed into animal kingdom at like a better time. So I think we were up around eight that day and headed into animal kingdom around. Like we were there for like, by like nine o'clock. Um, and we had a great day at animal kingdom. I did not find it crowded. I feel like usually animal kingdom is so crowded um, during breaks and like even walking some of those animal trails is hard. Um, but it wasn't, it was really nice. I did get up and buy and, and please stop me if I'm talking, I feel weird cause I'm just doing all the talking. So you have a lot to say, Jenny, you had a good trip. have a lot to say. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have a good trip and tell us all about it. So the next day I, we went to Animal Kingdom. We got up early. We all went to Animal Kingdom. My, my sister, my sister's kids, they just wanted to ride Expedition Everest all day. <laughs> so, um, we rode it five times. We started in Pandora. I've never seen Pandora on a break. Like, like it was, there was nobody back there. Like, what? yes. And we always have to fight the line, the standby queue four flights of passage to get to the lightning lane. And that was not like, there's nobody. We walked right up and I know the park opened at eight that day. Um, and we weren't heading back there until like, by the time we got there, you know, you take your pictures. We, we like to look at the animals and slowly kind of cruise our way back to Pandora. I bought an individual lightning lane for flights of passage. We, there was just nobody there. It, it was great. I mean, there were people there, but it wasn't like, where you do you know where like where I'm talking about where you can go on on the lightning lane and and it's just like so congested yes, with people. Yeah. Yes. It there was not like it was mm -hmm. great. We walked right up to the to the uh, magic band tapper things and uh, tapped our way right on in. And that's a, I find flights of passage a really good value for a lightning lane. I don't find it super expensive. 
as expensive as the other ones, but I find like every time we use the lightning lane for that, you pretty much do walk right on. It it's not one of those where really the lightning fast. lane gets, yeah, you yeah. go quick. Saves you like two good hours. I mean, at that point, I will say, I think Slice of Passage had a like a 100 minute wait and we waited maybe five minutes, but that was us like walking through the queue. So it was a great way to start our Animal Kingdom day. It was such a good day. And then after that, we went and rode. So we would ride Expedition Everest, and then we would go, like, do something else, and then go back and ride Expedition Everest, and then go do something else. And so we did Expedition Everest five times. Um, and here is my biggest tip, especially in Animal Kingdom. I always do this. I pass a million things where I'm like, I want to eat that. I want to eat that. <laughs> I'm not quite hungry yet, but I want to eat that. And then it comes lunchtime and the lines get long and you're like, I'm not standing in line for that. So you end up settling for like something else. And I just, I, that happened to me a couple times this trip. So now I'm just like, I don't even care if I'm not hungry. If I pass something and I want to eat it, I'm just going to get it and eat it in the moment. Because Animal Kingdom has different food than you can get anywhere else, I feel like. Yes. Yes. Like I wanted to get some of the skewers and there was fried rice and I loved we loved going and getting the Dr. Kamal's fries and like all this stuff and I do I like in any Disney park I can tell you where to go what to do how to get from A to B I am not that way with Animal Kingdom I don't know what it is about Animal Kingdom um I mean I can basically tell you how to get to Asia mm. or Dino Land or Avatar or Africa but, like, as far as the food places go, I have to, like, my husband knows it better than I do. Or I have to look at the signs or get a map. Like, I don't know. So, um, it's hard to, like, backtrack to be like, oh, I want to go back to whatever. All I know is that the best soft serve ice cream in all of Disney parks is, at, and I can't say it, an Andapur. An Andapur? Yes. That blue truck by Expedition Everest. Mm. Great soft serve. Great soft serve. We always get soft serve there. So we did Kilimanjaro safaris. And guess what happened to Kilimanjaro safari? What? Have you ever seen a hippo walking around? You know, no, actually. No. Standing there. No. I've never seen a hippo walking or I don't think I've ever seen a hippo out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. There was a hippo distraughting his stuff <laughs> and like we all were like everyone on the car is like I don't think I've ever seen a hippo walk and if you think back to it have you ever really seen a hippo out of the water like a whole bodied hippo no, no. they're usually floating yes it was cool that part was really cool so cool. Uh, <laughs> what time of day was that was it like the morning or or no it, it was been... like one yeah wow interesting okay yeah he was walking man I don't know Mm. Um, so that was really cool. We went and rode dinosaur. Um, it's <laughs> my favorite. My sister hates it, but she rode it. And then I thought <laughs> I put her on the side where she would be free from the dinosaur. But <laughs> I forgot that the Carnotaurus is on one side at one point, And then he's on the other side at one point. So she was mad that she gets scared. She's scared. Sorry, Emily. Mm. So glad you came. <laughs> but... <laughs> It was so funny. And then, um, so yeah, we just pretty much, then we would go back and ride Everest. Um, 
we I do use the DAS pass, so that's probably a whole nother episode. Um the DAS pass is for people who can't tolerate long waits in line. Um, and I, for those of you who do not know, have renal fusion, which is a super fancy medical way of saying that my kidneys are shaped like horseshoes. And so it doesn't like diminish my life expectancy. My kidneys aren't going to fail. Like they're fine. It's just, they're shaped differently. And because of their shape, you get, you're more susceptible to kidney stones. And I know I'm getting like very very up close and personal here but because you get so apt to kidney stones I also know for a fact because of my past kidney stones and scans and things they've done I have very skinny ureters which are (laughs) (laughs) so my ureters are skinny um anyway that means that's like the tube that goes from your kidney to your bladder before you you know pee so um because I have renal fusion, um, I'm susceptible to kidney stones and they can get stuck in my skinny ureters. So it sounds awful. It is awful. If you get one, I actually was hospitalized with a really bad kidney infection because of a blocked ureter from a stone this spring. So basically if I need to be able to empty my bladder when I need to be able to empty my bladder or it can cause a lot of issues for me. Um, so I get to use the DAS pass. Yay me. Because I can't wait for like two hours. If I have to pee. I got to go pee. So um, we'll do a whole thing on that. But that did help a lot. But that's how we rode. Ex- uh, that's how we rode Expedition Everest five times. Um, and some of these rides where you're like. Wow you rode a lot. Well, We did have the DAS pass. So that does help. Um, but it. It. It's for people who can't, so like not necessarily use it if you have like a broken leg or, or a broken arm because you can sit on a scooter, you can sit in a wheelchair. It's for people with other types of medical conditions that really can't tolerate long waits in line or for whatever reason. So um, if you think it's something that might help you when you go on your trip, definitely reach out. I'd be happy to chat about it um, in more detail and how it works. Um, and I think we're going to be doing an episode about that you know, later on, um, as well. So, um, it's, it's a great resource, um, for people who need it. So, yeah, so we did that and then we left, we went back to the hotel and we did a little, I don't think we did, we didn't do a swim break. We made everybody rest because it was extended evening hours at the Magic Kingdom that night. And so the Magic Kingdom's normal operating hours were until 11. And so we, the if you stayed at a deluxe resort, you actually, it was open to 1 a.m. And we closed that sucker down. It was so much fun. So we got there for 8. We watched the fireworks. After the fireworks, we went and rode Tron. Um, with, uh, an individual lightning lane I had purchased after Tron, we rode space mountain. Um, when we got off space mountain, a lot of the crowds had cleared out. Um, so what happens is, especially at the magic kingdom is you have people that are there all day and don't leave and they wait till the fireworks. And once the fireworks are done, I want to say like 70 to 80% of the people in the park leave after the fireworks are done. Um, so this, the fireworks were at, at eight and the regular park was open till 11. 
but most of the people left. So we experienced very low crowds and very low weights until 11. And at about, and it just kept kind of continued to dissipate throughout the evening. And then when you hit 11, you only have deluxe resort guests. So when I tell you, like, you could be walking in Frontierland or Adventureland and maybe past one or two people, like, it's, it is empty. It is empty. It is not like just not crowded. It is an empty, empty. This is why I really say like deluxe works because from 8 p.m. until 1 a.m. How many hours is that? My brain's fried eight, nine, ten. Like five <laughs> hours. We experienced like an empty magic kingdom, which is like everybody's dream, right? So that was pretty amazing. We did so much. We did pirates. We did thunder a couple times. We did haunted mansion. I finally got to see the new hat box ghost on the haunted mansion. We snacked, we ate. Um, at this point we've only done two sit downs, which was whispering Canyon cafe, our first night and space Two Twenty, which was so good. Um, but we've been using our quick service and our dining cards um, so we just kind of snacked and ate and we ended with, um, so at about 12:50, I mobile ordered from Casey's corner. At this point, all that was left was me, my daughter, Gracie and my niece, Claire. And we went and sat on main street, USA at Casey's corner and ate cheese fries and had drinks. And the girls got lots of pictures with, um, the photo pass photographers and there's like nobody in the photos. I, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, basically the magic kingdom is like, it's like, it's your own private party in the magic kingdom. So if you can ever take advantage of those extended evening hours, or if you can't stay deluxe, if you can stay after the fireworks and take advantage of a couple hours after the fireworks, you're going to find significantly lower crowds. It's not as hot. The sun's not beating on you. Um, it's just a great experience. And we're just at that point where we don't want to get up early and rope drop. We want to we want to do the evening. So we were up really late. We didn't get back because we really took our time at Casey's Corner, listened to the music. We people watched. We ate. Um, we were walking out of the Magic Kingdom until like one forty-five, um, and so we weren't back until like after two. So the next day we really slept in, um, but I still got up at seven. So um, next day we did Hollywood Studios. This was this was like a quick drop into Hollywood Studios. Um, Rock and Roller Coaster is down for refurbishment. I have no idea why they keep doing refurbishment during February break because last year when I was there in February break, it was also closed for refurbishment. So we're really looking forward to it. We all these matching rock and roller, rock and roller, rock and roller coaster t-shirts we had all purchased and yeah, no rock and roller coaster. So we didn't even end up doing tower of terror because the line was just too crazy. Even with DAS, um, we did, um, rise of the resistance we did um, Rise of the Resistance, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. We didn't do anything in Toy Story. It was packed that day. Like, this was the most crowded of any of the parks at any time that where we really felt it. Um, the lines, I think, because Rock and Roller Coaster wasn't open. 
it was like two hours for like everything. So it just, it just was not as enjoyable. And we've spent so much time at Hollywood studios. Like we've done the early morning, at, um, like the, they do the events. They haven't done this since COVID, but you could buy a ticket um, where they open up just Toy Story Land just for ticketed people. And you basically are just walking on to Slinky Dog Dash and doing all the rides. So we didn't do anything in Toy Story. Um, we did every all the stuff in Star Wars Land. We did a little shopping. You know what we did that I think is a sleeper hit? Do you guys love Muppet Vision, the 3D show? Have you seen that lately? Yes. Yes. We did it. It's so good. Yeah. It's really fun. Like, I feel like it's always like a last resort. I feel like it's probably been five or six years since I've done it. And so I'm like, we were waiting to go on something. We had a dash. So you wait. And I'm like, let's do this. And my kids loved it. Oh, my God. And I was like, I had totally forgotten. It is so good. Do not sleep on Muppet Vision. Go see Muppet Vision. It is so good. So that's pretty much all we did at Hollywood Studios. And it was so busy. We did eat at Docking Bay, Seven Food and Cargo in Star Wars Land. Um, My sister had never eaten there. And I'm like, no, look, like, it's good. Like, I've always loved my meals there. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Good quick service. So we ate there and she did love it. She's a hard hard to please with that stuff so um then we took the skyliner over to epcot we did not take a break this day because we had slept in so much from being up so late the night before and as you can see i'm kind of losing my voice but it's because i i scream on the rides i love the rides i scream i always lose my voice for a little bit after i get back um but so we went back over to epcot we had a, an individual lightning lane for Tron. We literally, this was an exhausting day and the kids were, were tired. This would be, if my sister wasn't there for just three days, that would have been like a whole resort day until about four o'clock. We would have went into Epcot. So we went back into Epcot. All the topiaries were up for Flower and Garden Ooh. at this point. So I did get a lot of pictures, but we got to see all those. You know, we snacked, we got margarita. It's really nice now that my daughter's 16, so she can take all the kids. So, like, we waited in line to get a margarita um, in the Mexico Pavilion, and she took them all on the Three Caballeros boat ride. Um, So, that yeah, that was really nice. So, um, we did that. We didn't do Frozen. We did ride Remy's. Um that was pretty much it. We walked through Moana and then we made a last minute reservation. We were supposed to eat at Woody's barbecue mm-hmm. or the roundup rodeo. Mm-hmm. We were so tired and we kind of got there late and we knew we weren't going to spend a ton of time at Hollywood studios. So we ended up canceling it. Um, and we ended up rebooking at Teppan Ito um, in Japan at Epcot. It was a seven o'clock um, reservation so around seven o'clock, we went and ate, and it was nothing my niece nor would eat. So her and my sister kind of went off and partied themselves in Epcot. Um, but I will say, it's good. That was a really good meal. Where did like, you eat? Um, so I, at this point, again, we have this twenty four hundred dollars worth of dining gift card. So mm-hmm. we're like, order what you want. Like, so like my son got calamari, but it was it wasn't like that deep breaded calamari it was like fresh like a filet of calamari 
that they cut up and put in this sauce. He loved it, and he'd never had it that way before. Um, I had a sushi roll. Um, Gracie had a sushi roll. And the cool thing about her sushi roll is it had scallops. She had the volcano roll. So they brought out her sushi roll, but then they cooked the scallops on the hibachi, mixed it up with this sauce, and then they poured the scallops over the sushi roll with this sauce. It was to die for. I want to go back and just order that. Um, I had the chicken. Uh, my niece had the kid's steak. We had noodles. And then we ordered um, the salad was really good, too. That comes with the meal. It comes with salad and noodles and the vegetables. And you order if you want, like, um, chicken or steak or whatever. Um, but everybody loved their meals. And then we ordered the chocolate lava cake mm. with ice cream for dessert. We ordered a couple of those. Those were to die for, too. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. So then by the time we left, though, the park was closed. And so we just kind of slowly walked from Japan um, up to the bus stop. And it was just, again, a not crowded Epcot because you're leaving after it's closed. So it's a really good time to get some pictures done. They still have their photo pass photographers out. So you can get some just like non-crowded pictures. You don't have to wait in line for the photo pass photographers at this time. We got some really great pictures of Spaceship Earth all aglow. So it was a really great night. Um, we were tired though that night. Um, so then the next day, we actually woke up and started at Epcot. So we, we did a lot of Epcot time this time. Um, we went to Epcot and we did Soren again. Um, we did uh, uh, Guardians twice. Um, now this morning I was so tired. I go to join the virtual queue, the the early morning virtual queue, the one that opens at 7 a.m. And I am so tired that I joined the Tron virtual queue and not the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy virtual queue. Because I went to join virtual queue and then at the top you have to either click on Tron or Guardians or whatever park. And I clicked on the wrong one and joined that. So I was bummed. But I still bought my individual lightning lane for... Um, my individual lightning lane for Guardians. And then I bought one for Tron for that evening because I knew we were going to end at Magic Kingdom because it end, it closed at 11. That was, this was our last night. So we went to, to Epcot. We rode Figment. Oh, I got to go back. I got to go back to our first Epcot day because guess what happened to us? I totally forgot about Please this. Please tell me. Some we were riding know. Figment. We were riding Figment. We made it to the second room. And the ride completely broke down. Ooh. And we waited there for probably 30 minutes. And finally they're like, yeah, it's not coming back on, blah, blah, blah. And so they they well, they had to evacuate us off the ride, which has kind of always been a dream of mine is to get evacuated <laughs> off some Disney ride. Yes. And I'm like, this one is really cool. So they literally had to come in. They, they came past us because they walked all the way to the end. And they started getting people off at the end. So by the time they got to us, there was like this train of people walking. And they walked them to a spot. And then they had to come and like move our car and get us off. And then we got in line. So we got to actually walk through the sets of Figment. Um, so I got some pictures of that. That was really cool. Um, really close up picture. So um, we were really excited about that. And as we're getting off, they're like, oh, come scan your band and we'll give you a replacement fast pass or lightning lane. I still call them fast pass. Mm. But it was like only 
to figment, which was broken down, or like you could use it at like um the seas with Nemo and yeah. friends, Turtle Talk with Crush. It's not worth it. Like, like the ones you don't really need. Yeah, I'm like you for. don't need for any of this. So we didn't use that, but um that was really cool. That was really really. Have cool. you ever been uh, like evacuated from a ride before? Or was that your first no? Time? That cool. was my first time. It's a funny like Disney niche thing that people who have been to Disney a number of times actually are like very excited when this happens. Yes, I I've love it. We were like, yes. Yeah, it's cool to like see the behind the scenes yeah. kind of stuff. That's neat. My 100% wish would be for this to happen in the Haunted Mansion. Um, but I don't know how it's set up that if they actually would have to walk people off of that. But um, my dream is to see the attic on the Haunted Mansion with the lights on. Ooh, yeah. And have like this and just have an hour to look at everything. But you know, we all can dream. Queen for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was day. really cool. But we we went back, we ended up riding Figment again. It's just, you know, it's Figment. It's Classic. Yeah. My kids love that pavilion too. Like when you come down out and you know, you can meet and greet Figment there, but there's a lot of interactive things to do. Um, so also heading back to when we rode Mission Space that first day, I had never realized this because I haven't rode it since my honeymoon. But you know how like when you get off a ride, there's always like at Epcot, especially there's like a room with interactive things and things you can do or a spot for you to wait when you have little ones for the rest. They have a full-on, like, playscape there that you can just go to. Like, when, like with slot for little ones. Like, with mm. slides and tubes they can crawl in and, like, a ball pit and all kinds of fun stuff. So, if you're ever at Epcot and you need a break with your kid, take them to Mission Space. Don't put them on Mission Space. <laughs> but go to, like, where the gift shop is and, like, the waiting area is. Um, it's shaded, it's air conditioned, and there's a lot for them to run around and see and do and play with. And there's a whole like, like playscape, kind of like what Dumbo has. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. But, but at Epcot. So I, I did not realize that. I didn't know. But, that. Um, yeah. yeah. Because so, we don't go to Mission Space. Yeah. Don't ride Mission Space. <laughs> <laughs> How do people love that ride? I think you, I don't know. I think you have to have a strong stomach. I did it when so, I was younger, and I remember being told to stare straight ahead. Don't move your head side to side, because that's when you'll get vomity. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't get vomity at all, and I get really bad motion sickness. What bothered me was the G-force. Um, the amount of G that, like, being mm. sucked to the back of your seat, and, like, I don't know. I'm never doing it again. It was awful. <laughs> like, your whole stomach, your chest... You can't move. It's an awful feeling. It was an awful feeling. I could never be an astronaut. So <laughs> don't send me to space. Now we know. Yeah, do just space 220. Exactly. You can send me to space 220 all you want. Oh, wow. That calamari awesome. is worth it. But... Can I ask Jenny? So you had the DAS Pass. Did you all use Genie Plus, like the regular Genie Plus system at any point in your trip? Nope. Not one day. That's amazing. And you were there, like, just to be clear, this was a really busy week. Like, this, this is was a the President's week, Day yeah. holiday week. Yeah. It's busy. Um, 
and we did not. And sometimes I will get it at the Magic Kingdom and use individual Lightning Lanes, DAS, and Genie Plus. You can use them all together um, because DAS is essentially just let you use pick a time to come back and use the Lightning Lane. So it's not that you just can ride whatever you want whenever you want. But, like, if you want to ride a ride that has a 45-minute wait, you click that ride, set up your group that you want to ride with you, and um, confirm. And then I think it usually takes off, like, 10 minutes. So 35 minutes later, you can go and use the Lightning Lane to ride that ride. And also, they let you show up, like, unspoken rule is kind of like you can show up five minutes early to a Lightning Lane, even if you have Genie Plus or bought one. So technically, like if it's a 45 minute wait, then you have thir- you can set your DAS to go ride it and thir- like, and then you can go back in 30 minutes. You can only hold one at a time. Mm-hmm. So once you then go and use that DAS, you can make another DAS. So if you use it right, it can be great. So like when I've done the Genie Plus there, I've used them and just stacked them for the evening or whatever. And so when we come back in our evening time, we already have like maybe four or five Genie Plus lightning lanes already lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's five minutes before your return time and 15 minutes after. Yep. Yep. Unspoken. But I have found that they're very accommodating. Um, my niece Nora got a bad rash while we were there, so we had to take her to Epcot in the Odyssey building kind of before you go into Mexico, um, and they have one of these in every single park, but um, we went in, we signed in, I showed them, they thought it just looked like eczema type skin reaction, and we just plastered, they gave for free hydrocortisone cream, and we just plastered her with the hydrocortisone cream, and it went away, the rash, so um we were late for our test track DAS, like super late um, for a pre-planned one. And they just let us on. If you, you know, if you're late because you are at a dining or if you're having trouble waiting for a bus and one's just not coming or you get stuck on a ride, like as long as you explain nicely, like they're going to let you on. They're great about it. So. And if it's dining, if it's a table service dining reservation, because sometimes you're, especially if you're doing like your boarding groups yeah, for the virtual queues, you don't pick your time. You get the time that the system assigns to you. And they prioritize table service over that. So bring your receipt that just shows that you were at a table service. They probably won't even ask to look at it, but I I do know people where that's been helpful. So just keep it with you. Absolutely. And And just so you know, too, you can't lie your way through that stuff, too, because if if they are going to like make an exception, exception when you tap your band, they can see everything on your Disney experience, too. The system so, knows. Yeah. Keep it in mind. I mean, um, yeah. But I've always found it never to be an issue. So yeah. um, we spent the morning at Epcot. Um, we snacked. We ended up eating lunch at Connections Cafe because oh, we had so many quick service left. At this point, we were even covering my sister's meals because we had so much quick service left. Um, and Connections Cafe was good. It was really good. Um, my husband got the General Sow's like salad. Mm. 
so good. I got the spicy chicken sandwich. Like, the kids love their food. So they have, like, some neat things there. And then we left. We went back. Um, this was our last day. We took a two-hour, like, pool break. Um, the wind was whipping at this point. Um, and we just kind of chilled. Like, the, the Nora and Claire and George, we brought them to the pool. We sat in the hot tub had drinks, had hot tub time. Um, the two big kids slept. Then we had eaten such a late lunch because we ate when we were leaving Epcot. None of us felt like dinner. So at about, so it, uh, Magic Kingdom was open till 11. This was the night that we went to go get on the boat to Magic Kingdom. And they had um, paused the boat rides because of the lightning. Ooh. We went to the buses and no buses were showing up. Oof. We waited like probably 25-30 minutes for a bus and then they all showed up. I just think they weren't ready for that. Um, but it's a really quick ride to the Magic Kingdom. It was raining when we first got there. Um, but my dad, he knows best and he looked at the radar and he says, give it 15 minutes. And it was over in like 15 minutes. So it did rain, but we ate. My sister and I had lobster rolls. Um, my husband went and got, um, went and ate at Pesos Bills. Um, my dad got a funnel cake. Uh, we just all ate random things. <laughs> like we were just like snacking and enjoying. And this, at this point, we sold $300 left in our dining card. Wow. Yeah, so we were just like, oh, you want spring rolls? You want ice cream? You want a milkshake? <laughs> we just ate and ate and ate and ate, and it was so much fun. And again, the fireworks happened at 8, and the park, like, pretty much emptied out. And the last two hours we spent, we did we, – we actually timed it so we got on Big Thunder Mountain while the fireworks were going on, which if you've it's never done that, you yeah. should try. It's amazing. It's just like – you can't hear the music, but you're going around and the fireworks are going off and it's awesome. And then we were pirates. We pretty much did all the classics that night. We went back and did Tron. Um, we ate. We did <laughs> ate some more. Did I mention we ate? <laughs> did I no, mention no, we got some really great photos? And then at 1050, we always end our trip with Space Mountain. So we wrote Space Mountain. Um at this point, Nick had gone back with George and my dad had gone back, but me and my sister stayed out with the kids um, and all the kids except for George. And then we got, again, our cheese fries uh, at um, Casey's Corner. We sat and watched the castle. My sister got an ice cream. We spent a lot of time in the confectionery. Um, you know, looking around, picking out treats and things to eat. And then we showed up and got in the boat and left. You know, we took our one last look at the castle and mm -hmm. it was, you know, my daughter cried her tears that she likes to cry there because oh, she loves okay. it. She cries when we get there. She cries when we leave, even though we're always going back. Um, and um, that was it. We took the boat back. Um, we went pretty much right to bed and then the next day we went down I ordered um nine uh breakfast sandwiches and like <laughs> oh, three kids goodness. waffles and we ate what we ate and then I gave away I stood outside 
the roaring fork and I'm like, we're leaving. Who wants this food? And, you know, someone's like, well, I'll take a kid's waffle. And someone's like, well, I'll take a breakfast sandwich. And um, the princess half or the the princess runs were going on, too. So there was a lot of runners um, grabbing food from us. They were just getting done their half marathon as we were like kind of leaving. They were returning to the hotel. So, and then we used the $100 left in our dining card and we had five kids with us because my two nieces, my kids, and I got them each a thing of the Mickey like goldfish, a thing of Mickey gummies and a bag of chocolate coins. And they put them in their bags and there was like 26 cents left on the dining card (laughs) at that point. Yeah. So all we really spent on our credit card while we were there was souvenirs and lightning lanes. The hundred dollars of things that you owe George for terrifying him. And one hundred dollars worth of things for George. If you would have, you would have also spent that money on him. Like it was 100%. awful. Yeah. But I will say, like, we got off, and the cast members were great. And mm-hmm. I'm like picking out the stuff, and he looks. So they they did him like a certificate oh. that. He, and they gave him a button and awesome um yeah so i i would recommend the green like we went on the green and it was fun and george george said he would go on the green again yeah like it was really cute um do the orange the orange avoid orange but we're glad we did it now the kids are like that was like the last um, attraction in all the parks that the kids had never done because I never would let them do mm-hmm. it because I just remembered it for my honeymoon. But then, like, after doing the green, I just felt like, oh, it wasn't so bad. I must be like, mm-hmm. nope, it's bad. It's bad. Don't do it. And then we got it. We just ordered lift, uh, lift and left and went to the airport yeah i was gonna ask how do you all get to and from the airport these days so we just do lyft or uber um i have to give a shout out um i met about gosh gracie and i did a solo trip um 2021 20 i think it might have been 2021 and we were we flew in in Allegiant. We just did two nights. We went in because they were getting rid of Happily Ever After, and that's her favorite. And we, she wanted to say goodbye to it. So her and I just quietly, without the other kids knowing, went down to say goodbye to it. And um, I met this. We got off. And we went to the taxi station. And this man, I was like, can you bring us to whatever? He had his taxi. And we hit it off. His name is JoJo. He's great. He owns JoJo's Taxi down in Orlando. He's actually expanding. He's awesome. Um, And he, I just kind of hit it off with him, but he only drives from Sanford. So he actually picked my sister up for me and my nieces and brought them to us. Um, But so if we're going anywhere and we fly into Sanford because we're flying Allegiant, JoJo picks us up. I just text him. I recommend him to all of my clients. I trust him completely and he's hysterical he's also like a stand-up comedian so he's really funny everybody loves him he can do like rides to the port too um port canaveral back and forth universal all those things so we usually um i don't so they did away with magical express you can still do sunshine flyers i've used sunshine flyers 
They are now in connection with mirrors who did used to do the free magical express, but we've just gotten to the point where we don't want to be, we don't want to leave four hours before, yeah. which is kind of what you get when you get those things. So we just, we literally just order a lift, like do you, 45 minutes before and then we go. With a larger family, do you, do you end up with two lifts or do you, two. how do you do it? You yep, do. two. Okay. Yep. So we left and then Emily followed behind. Um, And we've done that quite a bit. And we just usually they're just a couple minutes behind because we ordered the lifts for the same time. Um, But my dad rode with my sister and um, Gracie and Claire. And we took Nora, Nicholas and George. Me and Nick went ahead. Cool. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm sure things are going to come up. With that transportation, we still do the mirrors. Just because we have the kids and we don't want to take yeah, the car seats. seats. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you do that. And when my dad didn't have a leg, they they have like a, a spot where a wheelchair can go in and they lift you up. Cool. Also, I saw that uh, Lyft and Uber had like surge pricing like recently that it it went from $40 to $100 for a ride. So you always have that risk. You do. We spent 75 each way. Okay. So Um, you probably were during that when I was, when I was reading that because it was this week. Yep. Yeah. And I was just helping someone look at the pricing for the mirrors shuttle and it's like $15 a person. each. Yeah. One way, but it's not bad. It's 32. I think pricing for a family and when they were sunshine flyers which so when the so mirrors always operated magical express and then sunshine flyers was its own company and i really liked them and they dressed like train conductors and they had their buses wrapped like a choo-choo train and they did the little all aboard and it was kind of just neat because you know walt loved steam engines and trains um but now they've partnered together so, but sometimes they will run like, I don't know if they will now that they're partnered with mirrors, but Sunshine Flyers would run like, um, for every adult, you can get a kid free. Um, yeah, I think they were trying to get business stuff. at that point. Well, I already yeah. did the Sunshine Flyer and it was chaotic. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, it was, was really it was on the opposite side of the airport. So where you normally get your mirrors bus, like the Magical Express, that's still mirrors. On the other side, they had the sunshine flyer when I did yeah, it. Yeah, you had to go to the opposite end. Yeah, yeah, it was the opposite end. And, like, they, you just stood outside and waited for them to call your bus. And people seemed to be rushing around or moving, like, forward. Where Mirrors has what what resort you're going to. And you go into that line and you just wait. Yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty much. Magical Express by Magical Express. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's the Magical Express that you pay for. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. I will say the one thing I am was not happy with was that, and I knew it going in, but that the dining plan now it's you know, and obviously prices went up, but it went from two snacks per person per night to one, and we did miss that. We went. We usually always had snacks left over. We flew through our snacks this time, mm-hmm. but that's because we often will use a snack for a breakfast. Right. Because my kids want, love the chocolate croissants or s- some type of pastry. So, but we had the dine card. So that, that was just really nice. Like every time Nick wanted a beer or I wanted a cocktail or the kids want a milkshake, we were just like, yes, like 
we didn't have to worry about money and budgeting or like going overboard. So it really did feel like an all inclusive type of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was your favorite thing that you did the entire time? I think the first, so when we went into magic kingdom with my sister and my nieces and we all were Tron because my sister and my nieces had not ridden it yet. So they were just, they loved it. But I just in general and really enjoyed the Wilderness Lodge. Really enjoyed just like, I just like, I could go to a park and not ride a ride and literally just mm-hmm. sit there and watch and listen to the music and have a snack and be so happy. Just being in the Magic Kingdom makes me so relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds crazy because it's like so busy, but like. I don't know, just being there, just being in my bubble. And now, you know, I'm back. So I'm trying to take care of my clients who are so great and so patient while I was out of the office. Um, But it's just, you know, it's always hard coming back to reality. Go again soon. (laughs) Always going again. I can't wait. I'm really excited for Disneyland this summer. Um, because every time we go to Disney World, we always say we have to do one thing we haven't done yet. Um, so Disneyland, there's just a lot of things my family hasn't done and I'll get to watch them. So I'm really looking forward to that, too. Nice. Very fun. I'm glad it was a good trip. I'm glad the weather was cooperative for the most part. Yep. And we got an emergency evac. And <laughs> yeah. Just lots of cool stuff happened. Awesome. Well, next time when you guys listen to us, you're going to have another trip review uh, with Monica Chambers. She is, she's there now while we're recording and she had just done the Disney princess run weekend. So we're going to get a little preview, not preview, I guess (laughs) a review of the run Disney weekend. Nice. Yeah. It's exciting. I telling you what, I would go watch the race just to watch everybody's costumes. When the bus showed up to the wilderness lodge, when we were leaving and everyone was coming off, like they are pretty spectacular. People get very creative and like, it was really neat to see. I want to see her pictures. So I know that she was Marita from Brave. Because she asked for, like, I have in my shop the the tiaras, like the running tiaras. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she asked for one specifically that could be for Brave. Oh, nice. I'm excited to see what she wore. We, we saw Merida at the... Um, Cinderella's royal table. She was kind of a surprise. Like she was there instead of Snow White, and she was awesome. She's oh, she's great. a very. I think she's a very underrated princess. She's super fun. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of one of the most awesome ones because she's yeah. like, yeah, she's mm-hmm, awesome. I'm not taking anything. Exactly. Yeah, my daughter was obsessed with her when she was little. She's a good one. She's well, a good I am excited to hear about that. Yeah, great. And it'll be fun to hear because your trips kind of overlapped a little bit, I think, like kind of 
what her take is. Yeah. yeah. Like different, you had different sort of like focus each of you yep. with the, with her doing the run. So that'll be fun to hear. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Mouse Ears and Magical Chats. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, we'd appreciate it so much if you'd take a moment to like the podcast and leave a review wherever you listen. It really helps us connect with more Disney fans. If you haven't already subscribed or follow our show, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we release a new episode every week at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesdays. So make sure to join us back here again every week for more Disney news, tips, and tricks and trip reports and more so this is Jess signing off on behalf of Jenny and Mary Beth see you next week here for another episode of Mouse Ears and Magical Chats bye bye